0: Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. Uh, who else is good looking? <laughs> I've said Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Hello, Mister 1993. Here I am, <laughs> finger on the pulse. I couldn't think of anyone that is less than 60 years old that's good looking.
1: You just read through your
0: GQ quarterly magazine from 1991
1: <laughs> and found GQ the 99.
0: Super Hunt. <laughs> Val Kilmer uh, Robert Redford What? Robert Redford <laughs> James Dean Absolute humdinger Fred Astaire What? Yeah, Fred Astaire <laughs> Adam What? That's way too far back Adam <laughs> Okay yeah. <laughs> Anyway I do. Uh, Yeah, this this week we're talking about What makes someone attractive On with the theme music
1: Don, we are back back into it after a classic on-brand long break by us It was a long break, I don't know how long it was It must have been a good three or four months Oh, big time And you know what you want after a long break from the pod? You Mm. want about an hour of technical problems trying to get the podcast to
0: record it (laughs) That's true (laughs) It's exactly what we wanted No, it was funny because we, previous to this episode You know, we had like a bunch of episodes in a row It was like a flurry of activity and then nothing Kind of like your wedding night Yes, yes. yes. Very I'm good I'm going to be milking that wedding night joke cow <laughs> Until the cows come home I don't care if it's funny or
1: not I'm going there You've been you've been going over with it from episode one It's a, it's a yes. really cool part of the show I think we should it want to give it It's The
0: wedding night joke I'm going to fit it in there It's very and Rodney I Danger feel like Dangerfield it's, <laughs> Now it's Yeah it is It's kind of like It's like I'm a ye olde entertainer from the 60s Yeah and I'm like take my wife please Please Exactly Reminds me of your
1: wedding night. I love it. I love it. It's What's good. been happening with you lately, Don? Any any news before we crack into
0: the topic? Not a lot. I did have a random humorous thought, which is at, on brand, not highbrow. It's very nah. lowbrow, but I was I was getting a coffee the other day, and I was watching the guy make the coffee because these baristas they're pretty impressive. They're very sort of artists, you could say. Mm. Anyway, but when he'd finished making the coffee and he was cleaning the milk frothing wand. Mm. Made me a bit uncomfortable, Luke Martin. <laughs> um it, <he> was <laughs> it a little. It, it looked that? a bit. It looked a bit like a hand job. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> he did. It was weird. I, had, I felt like I had to turn away and give him a little bit of privacy.
1: It was, <laughs> do, was it like the little wet rag that comes out to clean the, yeah. the tip of the it wand? It was a gross wet
0: rag. rag. But the way he did it, yeah. Now I like to think he was giving the machine just a little reward for doing a good job. It was just. <laughs> Was, yeah, no, no, I was just thinking, like, wouldn't it's it be great of positive if reinforcement? I think we should bring that into like the general workforce. I think it would be a lot more productive. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know, um, finish a policy analysis, get your penis cleaned with a wet rag. <laughs> I think that, that'd, be, that'd be all right. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> anyway, we've just started off. We've we had a long break. And we've gone straight to penis jokes, which is pretty on brand.
1: <laughs> I haven't. I must admit, though, I have noticed the same thing about the barista with the the milk frother. Yeah, yeah. I can't it take is. the coffee from them with eye to eye contact. I'm like, let's just let's just look away and get get out no. of there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I did have a uh, a similarly lowbrow thing happen during the week. Good. Where Good.
0: have you ever?
1: Accidentally, kind of gone to sit on the toilet when the seat wasn't down. Oh, yeah. And you know, it feels for a moment as though the earth has opened up and you were being swallowed into the core.
0: Like, it's like a black it's like, hole. It's like, Way? It's like everything you thought you knew up to that point has suddenly, you've just suddenly had this revelation like, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like... You were desperately reaching out to grab a a bit of bench or a bit of shower screen
0: going, I'm I'm going, I'm going. That's what it's like, I'm going in. I know, it is weird. And it's like, it's only a little bit thicker, the toilet seat, but sitting on the toilet without the toilet seat is a frightening, frightening um, thing.
1: It is literally two centimetres around the perimeter that are
0: not there, but it makes... A world of difference. It really oh, it's makes horrible. It. It's like it's like minus fifty seven degrees for one. It's like <laughs> extremely cold. You feel like you're gonna sink right in. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of the gutter. It's time to lift the game a little bit. Luke, we're back. Another episode. This week we're talking about what makes someone attractive. We're both we're both ugly. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll get to that. We will get to that in
1: due course, but we are forgetting very quickly. Let's Quickly open the door because we've had a few reviews come in, Mm, and so it's it's time to open the room with a review.
0: Big door, it's getting bigger. I think we need to get a group in to help us open this thing. It's taking forever. We've made the WD forty joke about fifty times. I'm saying it again. WD fifty is what we need (laughs) because. And we're still going. Okay. Okay. It's doing a 360. How's that possible? <laughs> it's
1: like one of those the wall go? revolving doors at the, at the hotel where just keeps going <laughs> around and around. It's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> okay, Mum, over to you.
2: Thanks, Luke and Don. So, the first review is by William Wells Brown from the United States of America. Five stars. Hmm, something in Japanese. Fun. If you listen to this podcast, you will have a good time. The second review is by Elvis Parsley from the United States of America. Five stars again. I will keep you in business. I freaking love this show. I just found it and can't stop listening to it. Because the amount of laughter I get out of it, you're so funny and I want more episodes. Next review, give us more. Five stars again by Kay Cody from the United States of America. I stumbled onto this podcast about a month ago and instantly loved it. Your laughs are so infectious. I find myself laughing and smiling often when listening to this podcast. I wish you posted episodes more often. You two are too funny not to bless the world with a podcast less than twice a week. Back to you in the studio.
1: Some very, very generous reviews there.
0: Pretty sure we're not blessing the world.
2: I reckon. No, what's the, I what's so. the opposite
1: of blessing I,
0: the world? I am concerned about these people writing these reviews because <laughs> their standards are very low. Imagine imagine getting us twice a week in your in your podcast feed. Bloody oh.
1: hell. <laughs> <laughs> We'd put you off a podcast. Jeez.
0: Yeah, we came close to it uh, last <laughs> time with all that flurry of activity. Luke's wedding night. Thanks very much. Nice, nice. Appreciate the reviews. Love it. Keep them coming. We're always up for reviews. And mum is keen as a bean to read more. Uh, but we it. will be awkward in the face of compliments. Just letting you know, <laughs> we
1: can't handle them. Let's we move on. Let's them. get on with the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Don. So I think I think this is your topic. What makes someone attractive is the topic for today. Yeah. What's
0: your What's your thinking? Where has this come from? Just. Well, thinking about your ugliness the... and, and how you can turn things around. I was looking in the mirror and I was thinking, there has to be a better way. Uh, <laughs> this is how do there I <laughs> must be some kind of formula to improve this thing? Is what I was it's thinking. like <laughs> Picasso has painted a frog and I need to get yeah. out of this mess. Yes. <laughs> <I> no, <know. laughs> I need some tips. No, I was think I was actually thinking about it and it's like being attractive is this thing and everyone. He's gonna say symmetry is the classic thing, oh yeah, sort of symmetry is the classic thing, um however, I'm symmetrical, I'm just equally ugly on both sides <laughs> is is my issue, <laughs> so I'm not sure that it's symmetrical, but there's no it is hope. This weird you, thing what's your hip to waist ratio just out of interest? <laughs> oh mate, which is better hip or waist, I don't know yeah. uh, <laughs> it's the bad one the whatever bad whatever that <laughs> ratio is.
1: <laughs> well, let's start as always with the, uh, the Don's Definition team giving us a, a definition of what is attractiveness.
0: Hold on to your stovepipes. It's time for Don's Definition. So the definition of beauty, it says, it's the quality present in a thing or person that gives intense pleasure or deep satisfaction to the mind, whether arising from sensory manifestations as shape, colour, sound, etc., a meaningful design or pattern or something else, such as a personality in which high spiritual qualities are manifest. So that's, that's a deep look that the team have uh, outdone themselves, I'm going to say. <laughs> They've really gone a little bit philosophical and esoteric in that, that definition. They have. I've hired a few more people. Uh, one had a philosophy degree uh, and one also had a creative writing degree. So you've, you've, uh, you've appointed De
1: Bono's uh, coloured hats across the team and everyone's just really taking a different angle on the uh, the definition. I like it.
0: I'm too dumb to know what De Bono means. <laughs> but other than it sounds like some weird debona. Bono. Uh,
1: <laughs> one of the byproducts of attractiveness. So it's really all coming full circle. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I, I find really interesting about this topic is... I think you you hinted to it is So there's a lot of stuff when you look up like what makes someone attractive. There's this big kind of um, evolutionary perspective that is we just want to be able to pass our genes on. So things that look like genetic fitness... Uh, we go for so healthy physique, facial symmetry. Um, Particularly you know, for men, it's 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 shaped in a certain way. For women, it's shaped in a different way. It's kind of there's so much biology in this topic. Mm. But if that's true, you and I wouldn't have partners. <laughs> there's got to be that's more true. to it than just the the biology. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like one of the thing, and I think I've mentioned to this to you a lot before. There's this thing in psychology called the, the mere exposure effect. Which is just the more you're exposed to something or someone, the more attractive it becomes. Yeah, and that is that is what my entire dating history is based on. Like I'm not I'm not I'm, oh, not, pick, I'm not picking up anyone in a pub or a club. I'm no. putting in six or twelve months, like absolute <laughs> work, chatting uh, over a coffee, getting to know them, meeting their family, watching the bill with their mum. I'm absolutely. A yeah. am mere exposure effect is how I get the job done.
0: <laughs> Yeah, we have we have discussed this before, but it's absolutely true. And it is a funny thing, and this is something I haven't actually... I didn't come across in my research, but it's this, this thing where you could have someone that's objectively very attractive, but then their personality changes it. So if they have a, a bad personality, they're suddenly not as attractive. Or someone who you initially meet and may think is okay, once you get to know them and their personality is good, they actually are much more attractive once you get to know them. Yeah, that's right. Which is, once again the only hope I've ever had, <laughs> and it's the, the only reason I've managed to um, have offspring. <laughs> like, so with personality, there's interesting studies where... Just can I just say, yeah. even taking that into account, I'm still surprised you've managed to uh, get married. Because um... <laughs> my, my
1: personality is not that great.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> your looks aren't great. Look, you're a very poor package,
1: and... <laughs> But they do some interesting studies where they get people to evaluate how attractive they find a person in a photograph. Yeah. And then they feed them different types of information about the person. And ultimately, the more similar you are to the person in the photograph in terms of personality and values and likes and dislikes, yeah. your your rating of their attractiveness increases. So, like, when it comes yeah. to attraction... Opposites don't attract. It's similarity is what we like. We just want people to like us, essentially.
0: Absolutely. And so I was actually looking, there's actually stats out there. Now, this is touching on sort of interracial relationships on sort of apps and sort of dating services. Most people said that they were happy to date outside their race. But in reality, few actually do. Only 10% of marriages are interracial and 90% are with people of their own race. And I don't think that's that's not racism. That's just... There's something in built in humans to sort of hook up with people similar to yourself. Yeah,
1: exactly. In in all many and varied facets of how we can we can be, um, yeah, that's that's almost just a statistical fact, isn't it? Mm. The and there is a lot of um, like when you look at the psychology of attraction, there's it's similar to the mere exposure effect, but like proximity is a massive factor. Like I know we have these ideas that you know there's the one and you know love is rare but if you find it it's amazing but much much of attractiveness is about proximity just you are attracted to people you spend a lot of time with and that's often where you find your partner is through work or uni or a social club just because you're around them so really the you you hoodwink them into finding you attractive yeah that's
0: right
2: (laughs) the
1: sad (laughs) truth is you kind of marry the People that are in your proximity is the reality of it. Yeah. And right. then the second prong is similarity, as we mentioned. The third prong is the physical aspects, which we've touched on. Just have a symmetrical face. Um, and then <laughs> the, the last factor is reciprocity. Like We like people who like us. So you can only get some early indications... That, that then feeds off itself and it kind of spirals into a relationship. And psychology yeah. has effectively concluded they're the four main reasons why we find someone attractive.
0: I was actually looking at a website and there was, it was a, a website saying factors that make a woman beautiful. And so I clicked on it and it says, it says <laughs> this is quite funny. It says, men prefer women with a big and beautiful smile, wide waist to hip ratio, unique dressing style, great sense of humour, smart conversations and appealing high-pitched voices they have just described me and you. <laughs> like, wi- waste, wide waist-to-hit ratio, check. <laughs> Unique dressing style, check. Great sense of humour, check. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> appealing high-pitched voice, that's me to a T. That's, like, <laughs> yeah. That is uh, spot on. Absolutely spot that is, on.
1: That is spot on. <laughs> on a side Side note: I was, you know, when you get your hair cut and you've got to stare at yourself in the mirror for a good thirty minutes or so. Yeah, and it's kind of—it's awkward. It's—it's it's like an existential crisis where you're just looking at yourself, going, "Okay, this is this is where we're at. This is what, yeah. what we're dealing with." Here. Do you ever get
0: that moment in a haircut where they've like done half your head and not the other half, and it kind of looks a bit punk and a little bit cool, and you're like. <laughs> I could bloody pull this off. Let's just stop this here. Let's call it a day. Let's stop this here. (laughs) I'm going to head down to CBGB's and uh, go see some... CBGB's? Oh, that's like this classic sort of punk rock venue in LA. It's it's iconic. Anyway, I always think when I get to that point, I'm like, half my head's done. God, I'm rocking it. I could could nail this. Never do, obviously. Short back and sides. Thanks very much. (laughs) It's the only way to play it. You've got to play it safe. Oh, absolutely
1: But I was—I got a haircut the other day And as I was getting the haircut I had a hairdresser who was a young A um, little, bit, little bit loose in the lip Kind of a little bit uh, of a loose cannon <laughs> yeah. Said a few yeah. very interesting things during that haircut <laughs> Most of which I can't repeat on the podcast Yeah And But at one point she goes Oh, mate, we've got to do something about those eyebrows And I'm like, oh, yeah, they are getting a little bit little boofy bit <laughs> And she goes, yeah, yeah, you look like that... Um, that that you know that ex-Australian prime minister, and instantly I knew who she was talking about. Which <laughs> for our American <laughs> listeners, we had a prime minister you know during much of the 90s and early 2000s who had the buffiest eyebrows. His name was John Howard. Yeah, and she's like, you, she couldn't think of his name, so then I was forced to insult myself by saying, "Oh, do you mean John Howard?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's the one." They're like, "Ah, oh, that's just, just made
0: it twice <laughs> as bad." <laughs>
1: Jeez, His eyebrows was, were off the hook. They were amazing. Our, our grandfather had amazingly bushy eyebrows. Yeah. And was I it a think, thing back in the day just to sort of cultivate them? Or I think it was just like, was not was personal hygiene not at the the level of sophistication that you're worried about your eyebrow length?
0: I don't know. And he had yeah, some he had some growers. So did Did she trim your eyebrows in the
1: end? She did. She gave them Interesting. a little she put the comb over them and then ran the clippers across the
0: front. Yeah. I think
1: she got more of them say, than the
0: top of the head. Well, they look like they've had a bit of a short back and sides, <laughs> which is looks <laughs> really quite quite fetching. So <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I reckon at that point if some of them and they haven't done my eyebrows. And look, I've got some pretty significant eyebrows. So I'm I'm glad I didn't go see her. She would yeah, have had a, she would have, have had go. a field day with you, an absolute field yeah. day. Do you remember when you were a kid, you
1: had Forearms that had just an incredible amount of hair on them for a, a
0: 10-year-old kid. Now, this is interesting because <laughs> this is my memory, is that, and this is me as a five-year-old, I broke my arm and had a cast, you know, for six weeks or whatever it was. And when they cut it off, I had really long arm hair under the cast. And then my mum would essentially give it a trim. <laughs> She's in a front trim. of everybody. You trim your for a arm little hairs while. in front of your three a little, brothers. When I was a kid, she did. She used to trim it. I'm pretty sure she gathered you around and gave you popcorn to watch. But <laughs> it was a dream come true for a brother to see your arm hairs getting trimmed. But why? But did she do both arms or one? It's such a vague memory
1: for me. My my memory is it was both arms. It was an ongoing thing. Yeah. And then like we used to like if you would like completely off topic get like rankled about something we would be like oh settle down robin williams cuz he was known for being very hairy you did not call me
0: robin williams when i was in 1985 there's, there's no way you did there's no way he would have been in Mork and mindy back then. <laughs> well I was, I was i think it was on the pulse robin williams i get think out it out was here. on the pulse uh- <laughs> It was weird though. It was a weird, weird thing that she used to trim my eye. And I knew it was weird. And I even, I was so paranoid about it as a kid. I would be in year one or something with my jumper on in the middle of summer because I didn't want to take my jumper off in case people made fun of me. Really? Yeah. I'm scarred. And to this day, I still wear a jumper. But- <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing one right
1: now. Even for an audio medium, you're not taking the risk. Here. Absolutely. <laughs> Because I I actually, on occasion, because I do have a little chuckle with that memory, when we hang out as adults, I have a little peek at your arms and I'm like, no, they're not
0: that long anymore. Like, I kind of get a little bit disappointed. No, I'd say it's just a classic masculine, muscular arm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or a skinny... I'd say above average hairy arm, but not not out of the realms. It's in. The, it's
1: completely in the normal range. There's yeah. There's yeah. When you're a kid, it's almost like it was as long when you were a kid as it is now, and that's what made it interesting. Yeah,
0: it was a weird <laughs> thing. I don't know what that was about, but it's not like the the cast, the plaster cast that I had as a five year old was like a greenhouse, and the hair under <laughs> it was like a, a growing. A, really a, a thriving tomato plant, and <laughs> it's
1: weird. When I logged on tonight, I didn't expect we were going to spend so long talking
0: about your childhood arm hair. I'm absolutely yeah. thrilled. I'm you. Are, and I. Uh, look, I'm having some. I'm going to have a very <laughs> lonesome night of contemplation. But. Anyway, let's get back on. Other than my muscular arms, um, I went and had a look. I found facial traits that make someone more attractive. Now. This is a list I found, pretty yeah. comprehensive. The first thing is, as we've mentioned, symmetry. Classic. Yep. Says uh, studies have shown that in experimental conditions, men and women both prefer faces that have that are more symmetrical. Um, even babies look
1: longer at a symmetrical face. Um, is that it's, right? It's very powerful. The symmetry.
0: Yeah. The second part of this, <laughs> the, the the second point on this list, was the second facial trait that makes someone more attractive is asymmetry. So, <laughs> <laughs> completely just switched it around. They've done a 180. <laughs> really covering all bases there. It's honestly ridiculous. The next one, the next point is averageness. It says people tend to like faces that are distinctly average or those that resemble others in the general population. So, they've
1: said so- we, want,
0: we want symmetrical or asymmetrical or somewhere in between. People just like yeah. faces, I think, is what they're saying. Yeah, another one. Being older. A study in 2012 published in The Journey of Evolutionary Psychology found that women prefer men who look older. Interesting. Um. And I think, look, I think it's quite common. Mm. So there might be something there. And then one, one explanation for what researchers have coined the George Clooney effect, which he's basically just picked someone who looked old when they were actually young. Yeah. they should have. That could be the Steve Martin effect. Another one. <laughs> facial hair. Results showed that women thought the most attractive beard length it's a heavy stubble, or about a ten-day growth. So not the uh, the London fog, is what I like to call <laughs> your beard, Luke. <look>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> London fog. It's it's kind of there. It's reasonably thick sometimes, but when the sun comes out, it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> That's your beard in a, in, a, in a nutshell That's pretty accurate <laughs> I can't disagree with that <laughs> Yeah, the next one Scars One study published in the Journal of Personality and Individual Differences It's a very niche uh, journal Found that men could be considered more attractive if they had a facial scar Now, <laughs> I was looking at myself in the mirror I don't think they're talking about acne scars <laughs> uh, <laughs> I t- I don't think that's covered in the scar section, is it? <laughs> it counts. It bloody counts. <laughs> I think it counts as well. <laughs> plenty of those, ladies and gentlemen. Plenty of those. Um, <laughs> we've got... <laughs>
1: that's gold.
0: <laughs> we've got familiarities, the next one. Researchers found that types of faces we fancy... Uh, influence more about our personal experiences in life than anything else. So I don't know how to interpret that. <laughs> uh, simplicity is the next one. Studies where men rated 20 photos in order of attractiveness. Results showed that overall, the faces the men found most attractive were sparsely coded. That means that ones were symmetrical, more plain, and had no distinguishing features. Jesus. <laughs> That's a grim, isn't it? It's it's
1: very hard to get an image from this list
0: of what an attractive face looks like. They're all over the place. I know. It's weird. Uh, I think this is the last one. Parents. Some research suggests that we tend to find people who look like our opposite-sex parent attractive. So there's a study that showed that 697 men and women showed that people were more likely to have romantic partners who had the same eye and hair colour as their opposite-sex parents. Um... Wow, Freud would have a field day. Freud that. would be
1: absolutely <laughs> loving it. That was because that was like related to that. I didn't actually see this come up in any of the articles I read, but like there is this thing where the, your attachment relationship with your own parents forms your blueprint for relationships throughout your life. Yeah. And so often you are, you find yourself in relationships with people who match that attachment style or that way of relating. And so mm. often when you set, find people who are in relationships That aren't good for them Or they repeat patterns in relationships It's because of that attachment blueprint And right. that influences who we go for Because it feels familiar Even if it isn't good for us It feels familiar um, And that's, you know, kind of safe So that didn't really come up in any of this I always find that stuff really interesting I mm. um, mm, I don't um. <laughs> <laughs> On a separate note, when you are going through, like, there's some interesting research about oxytocin, as I think they call it, like the, the love neurochemical. Yeah. Where when you f- see someone who you're attracted to, it releases oxytocin, and that then makes you lose your social inhibition a little bit. It makes you kind of less scared about being forward, um, mm. and you end up kind of saying things that you may not normally say. And it did remind me of when I was about 18. I was at a party. And it was the, the only time in my... Here we go. Here we go. only time in my entire life... Luke,
0: Luke starts suggesting Twister. Uh, t- <laughs> <laughs> Let's play Twister, everybody. <laughs> the only
1: time in my entire life where I've ever said anything approaching a pickup line was at <clears throat> this party. And you may need to edit this out. <laughs> no, way. <laughs> no way. This is staying... Keep going. I think this is the. I often think about this moment and think, you are an absolute loser. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Let's get to it. So, I was with a mate and we were like 18 or so and we had just had our you know, licenses and we we're going to drive people into the city and there was mm. a girl at the party who I, I thought was a bit of all right and then we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll take a carload of people in and this girl says to me, oh, I'll give you some petrol money. I think because of the oxytocin, I've uh, come back with... Oh, no, you don't need to pay. Yeah, you get the nice face discount. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lord What is that? The <laughs> nice face discount. <laughs> <laughs> did it work? No. That was the ah. <laughs> was the worst thing. I think that's the worst thing I've ever said in my life. What did, what, do, you, do you remember what she said in return? But she just had a little giggle. And then I think, knowing me, I didn't talk to her again for the rest of the night. Yeah, you punched her in the arm and you left the room. <laughs> it's a, that
0: is atrocious. Ah, look, how old were you? 18. 17? 18. Ah, look, good for you. you sh- <laughs> you got to shoot your shot. <laughs> have you ever, ever issued a pickup line? Hmm. Ah, look, I'm sure I have done my version of a pickup line, which is probably not... Widely considered a pickup line It was probably more like Hello, how are you? <laughs> uh, but like, Yeah, I can't think of one Off the top of my head But I'm sure I have I remember once This is an interesting story I was overseas And I was at a party It was actually a work Like a workmate's party I used to work in a coffee shop And there was a girl there Who Once again I thought it was a bit of alright And so I was trying to get this Like kind of playful vibe going on So For some reason She said something silly So I kind of bopped her in the face face with a pillow, (laughs) (laughs) trying to get this playful vibe going on, but it it hit her in the eye. (laughs) Uh, It it really injured her eye. (laughs) And she (laughs) she couldn't couldn't open it. (laughs) She couldn't (laughs) couldn't, (laughs) see. It was. All... I was trying my best and she couldn't see for like two
1: hours. the your strategy. If I blind her, I'm in with a
0: better chance. <laughs> if she can't see, I'm in with a better chance. Anyway, so I bopped her in the face. She suddenly had an eye injury that I couldn't fix. And I had to slowly slink to the other side of the room and hope that that was... <laughs> That was one of the worst attempts at, uh, I don't know, I, don't know what it was. I should have just tried to get Twister out. That's <laughs> uh, <whistler>.
1: terrible. <laughs> I do have one one more quick story. I think when I was, I was at uni and we at the uni bar on a Thursday night mm. and it was like one of those late in the night and everyone was dancing and this girl, bizarrely, this is the other time, this is the only other time this has happened, this girl thought I was a bit of alright and she... Mm shimmies across the dance floor. And I wasn't interested at all. Like, I just wasn't wasn't up for it. Mm. And then she's shimmied across and said, how about you buy me a drink? Mm. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I haven't got any money. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then shimmied away. Like, it was... She shimmied away. I shimmied away. Oh, you shimmied away. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know how to play that situation. I didn't yeah. want to... I wasn't interested. I didn't want to buy you a drink, but what a... How do you handle that situation? Ah, oh,
0: look, that's a tough one. How do you handle it? Because you don't want to make them feel bad. Oh, exactly. And I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. Like, it was not... I didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, look, I think um, when you're poor, like we were poor, <laughs> uh, look, you just got to just... Sorry, love. You're not worth... You're, just <laughs> you're poor. not worth however much a drink. Back back in the olden days as well, it would have been like 50 cents. It <laughs> would it wouldn't have been much money. I, I should have
1: had the uh, both pockets, you know, outturned so everyone could see there's no money here for the rest of the night. Just, yeah. <laughs> that's just True. the jean pockets out. Anyway, uh, we tough. have we have gone hideously off track. <laughs> we have, as as per usual. Did um, Did you read about the 36 love questions? No. This is one of those studies, happened in the late 90s, I think it was 97, where these researchers tried... To make people fall in love with each other mm. And they did it by generating these 36 questions Where they got people to come in for the experiment And they had to sit opposite each other And ask each other these 36 questions in turn mm. In what they called a closeness generating procedure Which, right. classic psychologist Romantic Romantic <laughs> And so the questions start off very innocuous I think I actually got the questions here So the very first question is Given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Mm. Uh, out of interest, who would you want? Carrot Top. <laughs> <laughs> Great reference.
0: How do you get his name? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell me about it, Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Top. <laughs> and so each question Who would you choose? Is? As a dinner guest? Yeah. Coney? Uh, <laughs> who? Kony, the uh, the Coney. warlord that they did that documentary about in you know ten years ago. <laughs>
0: Do you remember Kony? Coney. Coney. Do you remember
1: that massive documentary <laughs> about a African warlord that went no. went completely ble- you, know, you you surely you remember Kony? <laughs> I've never heard of Kony. Ah, it was his massive documentary that the whole world got attracted to. So it was like. How do we make a warlord famous in the way that social media makes people famous so the world realises the terrible things he's doing to his people? He, So the guy that orchestrated the documentary
0: ended up having a nervous breakdown quite publicly. It was big at the time. It's obscure now. It makes you seem old <laughs> and vaguely unattractive. Uh, but okay. Yeah, let's, let's it Coney. was Kony 2012. He was a Ugandan twelve leader. So 10
1: years ago. And his name was uh, Joseph Coney. Um, this is a
0: good reference. I, uh, I,
1: was, I was reaching deep, deep into the um, the back pockets of the mind. Hang on. Absolutely. Um.
0: Anyway, I stand by the reference. Uh, Coney, look, it's obscure. In 2022, I'm into it. It's, but it's obscure. Anyway, so the love questions, the 36 love
1: questions, get <laughs> progressively more disclosive until by the very end, you're answering. Big questions about, Mm. um, you know, whose death in your family would you find most disturbing and why? Right. Really big questions, and the whole thing culminates in you have to stare into each other's eyes for four minutes, and uh, it pretty much just sounds like going out for a coffee with me. It's just like (laughs) probing, probing questions where I'm asking a lot of personal information in a very intrusive way. (laughs) You are known for that. (laughs) But anyway, so at the end of this study, um, and this is one of those things in um, the media where they've really talked this up. It's almost like this study made people fall in love and get married. Yeah. Um, Whereas the results actually found that about, you know, 35% of people who did this experiment went on to do things together but didn't say what they did. And 37% would sit in class together when they hadn't previously... So, they, you know, mm-hmm. relationships were sort of being formed. But the thing the media latched onto was that two of the lab um, assistants in this clinic ended up getting married after doing the experiment together. And so yes. they, they're kind of saying that this study is incredible at getting people to fall in love when really there's no data that it actually does that. But there's I always like think it's such case. a fascinating
0: study. Should we crack on with a Social etiquette segment? Yeah, yeah. Wrapping up this, this topic? I think so. Um, yeah. We're ugly. Other people are good looking.
1: Um, oh, one quick thing, sorry. Mm-hmm. One quick thing. Hope you don't mind um, this at the last minute. A little clip that popped up the other day that I just found hilarious. Yeah. You know when someone uh, uses a word, <laughs> usually like English, uh, not as the first language, but it's in a very formal setting and they, yeah. they misuse a word and it's quite humorous. Yes. The uh, president of France, uh, Macron, he was talking to a former prime minister of Australia in a public setting, and he did a little slip up of his language. I think we've got the the clip here. Could you play that for a moment?
0: But I wanted to thank you for your welcome. Thank you and your delicious wife for your warm welcome. It's the perfect organization of this trip. Thanks to you and Lucy. Thank you very much, Mr. Prime Minister.
1: Delicious wife. There is nothing better. <laughs> there is, is nothing good good better. With your delicious wife. It's so good. <laughs> I was laughing at that for days. That was so good. He's making a move. Is he making a move? <laughs> He's... I give her the nice first discount. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he would be giving so many discounts. <laughs> delicious. Oh, wife. Fantastic. <laughs> It's a good, So apparently delicious and like delightful in French is, is similar. Um, so he's obviously had some weird, um, either he was cracking on to the prime minister's wife or he, there's a bit of a translation error. I like to think he was cracking on. He's French. And his wife is like, isn't he like 14? His wife's like 70. Oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah, like interesting. quite a lot older than him. Interesting. He's got the George Clooney hmm. effect. Yeah, well, it's the opposite. It's the Georgette Clooney effect. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Good point.
2: If you've got a social problem that makes you want to run and hide, we recommend you listen to Luke and Dawn's Etiquette Guide. Luke and Dawn's Etiquette Guide, if you want.
0: Okay, so this week's social etiquette is from Evie Stealing on Instagram. She's, a bit of a, she's becoming a bit of a long-time... What's that about Tolerator, which is something I mean courage? Yeah. She's almost a she's easily in the top five of the uh like the Tolerator Rumi's leaderboard. Gone. Sarah no, Thornton's gone Rumi's sniffing around. around. Trippy's around and Trippy, the mug is coming. Don't you worry. Good grief that mug is coming. <laughs> we sent it via uh, um ye oldy sailing ship. And you, you took such care in in.
1: Packaging it in a way that it wouldn't get harmed It really added to the length of time it took to ship it
0: out I think yeah. that's the problem It's true I, Like, in genuinely, I'm going to do it I'm going to um, just check on the shipping tonight It's going to happen and you're getting it So don't you worry about a thing, little trip man um, Okay, so this is from Evie Sealing And she says Okay, so you and your partner are out to dinner with another couple And it's not going great Not a lot of chemistry But whatever, it seems clear that everybody feels the same then as the bill arrives, they grab it, announce how much fun it has been, and pays, adding, Don't worry about it, you guys can get it next time. Now not only do you feel like a dick for wishing the first double date had never happened, but now you feel like a dick because they want to hang out again and you're mad because you have to pay for it. <laughs> Luke, what what are your thoughts on this? Oh. I, I feel for I feel for Evie stealing. Oh yeah. That's
1: uh I don't want to, I want to take too long of a run up here to answer the answer the question, but you're familiar with my uh, my friendship zonal system yeah it's a it's a, it's a model where effectively you can divide your your social network into one of five zones. Zone one are your closest people fanning out to zone five um who are your acquaintances and problems arise when there's a zonal discrepancy where mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. Someone is in your zone three, but you were in their zone one. And that's effectively what Evie's putting on the table here. Someone's like saying, we want to be friends with you.
0: You're not up for it. This is a zonal discrepancy. Classic Or it could be they're in a zonal discrepancy or maybe they want to be, you know, they want Evie to be in a zone one, but they're not. So they're they're trying to manufacture, they're pushing for a closer zonal uh, structure. Yeah. But Evie's resistant. She doesn't want, with good reason. Yeah, Evie LDS doesn't want them in zone one or two. Preferably, wants to push them out to zone five. Yeah, exactly. They've tried it. She was open to trying. Hey, we went out to dinner. What do you? What what, more do you want from me? Yeah. (laughs) Now that's a tricky one. So what I would do in that situation, there's two lines of thought. One is they've paid for my dinner. We've gone out. We have to pay them back because it's the fair thing. Mm. Another line of thought is. I got a free dinner. So, <laughs> what do you think, Luke? I think, in reality, I reckon I would uh,
1: probably message after the dinner saying, really don't want to uh, forget to to get you back for the, the bill. Let me transfer half the money um, and we will go out for dinner soon anyway. Just to kind of clear the ledger. Mm. Clear the ledger. Let's not have any indebtedness happening. So, I was going to,
0: in reality... I don't think you would do that. I think you would just let it stay how it is and see if they would try again. And if they that's didn't exactly. try and set up another dinner, mate, you've just had a free meal. That's exactly, what I, would, that's exactly what I would do. That's what I would do. Yeah. And then and if I'll, they tried, really then, if they the tried yeah. then it's like, oh, that's that's where the ethics come in. Do you then? But you can't really offer to pay for a meal if it's too far down the track as well. It's a bit weird, right?
1: Yeah, you always there is a there is a bit of a, a statute of limitations on a, a paid yeah. meal. Would you ever entertain just being a bit obnoxious and unlikable to try and sour their interest in the friendship? Uh, you know, by so how would you do that? Well, you might, so you might talk you about pay... sitting on the toilet seat without the seat down. You might talk about you know the barista giving the uh, milk frother a handjob. No, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> <It's laughs>
0: basically. <offensively. laughs> Share the latest episode of What's That About to the. Uh, exactly. To exactly. The other couple. Yeah. <laughs> They'll just fall in love with you even deeper. That's the problem there. Anyway, I'd like to know what happened with Evie. So, Evie, if you're listening, I hope you are. Send us another message. I want to know if you went out again with these guys. Yeah. We need and, an update. Yeah. And what happened? And and look, I really hope for your sake that they paid again. Two free meals. <laughs> bloody great. <laughs> Double down. <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> They're probably going to be in your bridal party if you get married, but it's fine. <laughs> Excellent.
1: All righty. Well, that's uh, sold another another case there. <laughs> sold? I don't know about solved. But look, we've hey, we've, we've we... vaguely discussed it and it <laughs> would just we, move along. If we had a big stamp that had case closed on it, we would be smashing <laughs> that on the top of the manila <laughs> folder. Don't solved, worry about that. But... <laughs> Do they still sell Manila folders? They do. I've got heaps of them.
0: Yeah, Have you before?
1: We, we've got a very old-fashioned filing system in our house. <laughs> you
0: should sure do.
1: Manila folders. Are you serious? I keep all my names and addresses in a file of facts as well. What are you talking about? Yeah.
0: I keep all my facsimiles in a Manila folder. <laughs> um, all right, That's probably more than enough for this episode. It has. It's been a, a bumper episode full of... Even less less information, but it's longer in length. I don't know how that works. It's uh, it's the old quantity, not
1: quality uh, philosophy that's gotten us Absolutely. Uh, to the top of the charts in Yemen. Um, yeah, exactly. All righty. Well, that's uh, that's enough. Thank you very much for listening. As always, flick us an email. Don, what's the email address? What's that about? <laughs> At Outlook.com. Thank you. Flick us an email if you've got a social etiquette idea. Or you've got
0: any other feedback or reviews? Yep, hit or- us up on Instagram mm-hmm. or on Facebook. We're all there. Just search us. We're there. Please get in contact. Or if you want Mum to read out a review, send send us in. So, iTunes is the classic place for um, reviews. I think Pod Chaser. If you Google search Pod Chaser, you can leave podcast reviews as well. Alrighty. Uh, have a good rest of your day. <laughs> what? Okay, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Just thanks, guys, and we will see you next episode whenever that may be. All right, catch ya. All right, love you. Bye.